0: The
1: Ramble Podcast Welcome everybody to the Pokemon Ramble Podcast On this week's episode, our big topic will be the journeys anime Uh, We'll be talking about the reboot of the podcast And also what's coming to the TCG And much, much more So yeah, there we go How's it going? I'm your host, Kamel, and I'm joined by my co-host, Amit, uh, also known as the Frontier Brain. How's it going, my friend? Oh,
2: it's good. It's good? <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I'm loving the new podcast theme. You've done a stellar job with that. That's,
1: uh, that's uh, yeah, so that theme that you, you all heard was uh, done by Amit himself, and I didn't know you had this talent in you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Do you know what? I was actually complimenting the design of the, the video podcast, ah. um, not complimenting my own work. Um No, it's cool. It's nice to be back. It feels, you know, fresh and exciting, and I'm I'm geared up for it.
1: Fair, fair. We'll talk about the the design and whatnot in a second, but really, I just wanted to pay attention to the fact that this is the first episode we're doing since the reboot.
2: We've evolved. Yeah,
1: we (laughs) we have evolved, actually, yeah. Um, And uh, I'm quite happy with how it looks. Um, People will be asking, why did we reboot it? Well... Really it's done because of the consistency. We did about five episodes in a space of about three or four months. Um, it was in, originally intended to be weekly, but you know, I had PC issues and that really, really uh, hampered my sort of motivation because I couldn't get anything to work properly. Um, and the other thing was I wasn't happy with the sort of old sort of graphics that I did for the um, overlay. Um, and I really didn't have any idea on how to um, how to cook up something new until I did have an idea Um, and you see this overlay at the moment that we have. Um, it was something I I mocked up in my head and uh My good friend phil j woodward on twitter Uh, he helped bring it to life. So i'm eternally grateful to him and um, obviously we had to bring podcast form Uh back with us for the reboot. So he he's still there and um, that was designed by another friend of mine ben uh, please be excited but yeah, with this reboot, you know, I just wanted to have a, have a second go at things. And um, I'm, I'm really happy that we have, have rebooted the
2: podcast, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, it feels, it, we feel, I, I feel like we're a bit more grown up. It's nice, you know, we, we've come to a fresh, you know, clean slate. And we've got lots of exciting things we want to talk about, ideas for, for future episodes. It's the first time we've really planned podcasting in advance. So we kind of know what we're doing, you know, next week and the week after. It's, it's exciting. It feels, you know, much more grown up.
1: I think the, the only time I planned something so big was when we had the sort of DLC uh, reveal, which is our first ever episode, and I was actually listening back to that um, yesterday for a good half an hour. I kind of turned it on for a minute, I think I was only going to listen for a couple of minutes, and I was listening for half an hour, but man, that was a great episode, probably my favourite episode out of a lot. Um, well,
2: Definitely
1: we've that got that an opportunity episode. to talk it now. Yeah, yes, I guess, I guess. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, this podcast really came about uh, because of you. You had this idea to do a podcast. And I guess it was down to the fact that we had so much to talk about uh, in relation to Pokemon. And we just thought, instead of just talking on WhatsApp, why don't we just get in a call and, and, and record that? So, um, that's really Yeah, what and, this... I mean,
2: it's, it's really nice because, you know, I, I found a friend in you who is just as passionate about. Pokemon as I am, and, you know, I hope that lots of other people who are listening to us not only, you know, share our passion for Pokemon, but actually just enjoy hearing, you know, what we have to say about it, and what our thoughts and feelings are about, not just, you know, the, the things that we'll talk about, but also, you know, we'll, we'll try and theme episodes around different aspects like the anime, the games, the TCG, and it's a it's chance for us to broaden our horizons as well.
0: Oh, for um, sure, for so, sure.
2: Yeah, it's, it's exciting, and I hope that other people enjoy listening to us and, you know, hearing what we have to say, because, you know, for me, it's going to be a lot of fun talking about something I'm really, really passionate about. You know, there's, there's no better way to spend a, a Sunday evening than doing that.
1: And I guess you, you mentioned that, you know, it's good for, for us to talk about it and have other people hear about our thoughts on it. And, you know, the other thing I do want to do um, on the side with this podcast is actually bring people on um and so do like a meet series where we meet sort of different people learn about you know what their experience was with pokemon what they want for the series and you know what makes them so attached to the series that's what i sort of want to do later on uh, as we as we uh as we progress with this podcast i don't know if you if you've got any sort of hopes and dreams uh for this i
2: I think i think it's i think it's just to get to talk about some of the things that i love Mm -hmm. um i don't know that there'll be you know lots of new and exciting things to talk about but actually to have some time to talk about all that old stuff that that we really love you know the old anime the old games old experiences you know being a kid and getting to enjoy stuff you know it's great to get to share that stuff again and but almost relive it in a way so mm. that for me is that is the real sort of joy of doing this so i'm looking forward to that
1: so i think basically where we should start off is uh, we did this in the first ever episode and i guess it's only appropriate for the reboot where i ask you uh, what is your experience with the series
2: yeah, um, I mean, I, I fell in love with Pokemon as a kid and played a lot of it under duvet covers and sleepovers and things like that. Um, Did your Game Boy think ever a...
1: had one of those um, sort of attachments where you can put a light on and stuff like that?
2: No, I was a torch kid. A torch <laughs> kid thing. Um, so regular, regular old Game Boy Color torch, uh, and that was my setup until I got a, a Game Boy Advance SP, which had a backlight, and it was the best thing ever. Um, to have a backlight that you could actually toggle on and off as well, mm. um, which made playing under the Doomic covers a lot easier. Um, but you know that was that was my sort of introduction to Pokemon, started playing. Uh, I want to say Pokemon Gold, like dabbled in it when uh, cousins had it and things like that, and then picked up Pokemon Red, played the whole game, and uh, obviously then fell in love with the series, wanted mm. to uh, do more. I was already, I think, at that point, really in love with the anime. I was watching the cartoons probably before I started playing the games in earnest. Um, so, you know, for me, it's, it's been a, a lifelong passion. Uh, I was very fortunate at one point in my life to get to do a bit of collaboration work with the Pokemon company. I'm sure we'll talk about that at some point. But, oh, we have to. Yeah. What? Yeah, we will. <laughs> we will. But it's it's been, a, it's been a fun, you know, it's been a really fun part of my life.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, all of my life, you know, I, I've, I've sunk literally thousands of hours into uh, the Pokemon games, both main series and spin-off. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that, that that kind of passion for you know comes through on the on the podcast, but yeah, it's it's great to be uh, in a situation where you have something in your life that you're really passionate about and, and you get to talk about. So that's sort of my experience with the the Pokemon series. What sure. about yourself?
1: I mean, yeah, growing up, you know, Pokemon was the thing. You had the cartoon, you had the cards um and, and you had the games and i i started off you know watching watching the cartoons and playing the games uh pokemon red was my first game but i think the the game that has sort of really um that i really understood um and sort of remember the most was pokemon silver i still remember where i was um when i first got it i was on my way back from hemel Hampstead, and my dad handed me over the pokemon silver cartridge and i put it in my um my uh, Game Boy, I was going to say DS, but that's not right. Put it in my Game Boy color, and uh, yeah, I never looked back since then. And I still remember where I was when I when I beat Red, uh, I was driving past does. Well, I was in the back of the car, I wasn't driving at like 10 or whatever. But yeah, no, I, I just love the, the franchise, I guess. It's this magical world, really, when you think about it. And you know, it's full of these, the, well, Pokemon, different characters, and that's sort of, sort of what I love about the series, you know, it's full of discovery. Uh, and it's waiting for you uh, to to discover it. So yeah, I love I love the series for that reason, really. Um, and yeah, that's 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 it, really. I mean, uh, I think you had a few questions that you wanted to to pose to me, and I, I should probably post to you in you know, order to get get to know one <laughs> yeah, another a bit it, better.
2: I thought it might be nice, yeah, for for newer listeners to, uh, you know, get to know us a bit better. And I thought what better way than asking you some Pokemon themed questions. Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, you have to answer the first thing that comes into your head. Okay. Uh, and then maybe, maybe justify it as well, because I think it'll help give some, some context. So, question one, what Pokemon are you most like?
1: This, this is one of the easiest questions of all time. It's Totodile it's obviously Totodile. uh that was my start in pokemon silver uh but you know the personality of Totodile we sort of get from the anime where we had uh ashes who was a very much a jokester he was always sort of positive he was always sort of goofy and happy and i think that just embodies who i am really as as, as a person so <laughs> that was a that was quite an easy one for me how about yourself uh
2: for me i think it's not Del. so you know i i i I'm told often that I look like an L, which is part of it. But yeah, I can see it. To be honest, I'm, I find myself being, you know, quite contemplative, quite quiet. And then when I, you know, do say something, it's—I'd like to think it's probably not. I'd like to think it's quite profound. Very different to my podcast personality, where I think I'm a lot more eccentric. But just day to day, I tend to be a bit more, a bit more passive. So Noctowl, I think, is one of the Pokemon that I like to associate with.
1: What's that saying? A wise man has something to say, whilst a fool has to say something. <laughs>
2: That sounds about right. that
1: probably encapsulates me and you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but probably yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's the first question. What's the, what's the next one, sir?
2: So? The next one is, of all the, the human characters from the Pokemon universe, who would you most want to travel the Pokemon world with?
1: I'll, I'll let you answer that one first, though.
2: Go on. All right, so I, I think for me, and I, I had to think about this one, I think it would probably be Brock, because I feel like he's the perfect combination of romance but also he's got the skills to cook and do all the stuff that I don't want to do yeah. so like he'll put the tent up he'll cook he'll sort everything out he'll heal my Pokemon he's got that skill set and I can just have fun so I think Brock would be a pretty good person to travel with because I can lean on him pretty heavily what yeah about you?
1: he definitely seems like the, the sort of guy that'll take responsibility he's the responsible adult you know he does goof yes. off a bit but he's responsible at the end of the day um, so that's, that's a really good pick but I mean mine was super obvious it has to be ash because you know he would just keep things interesting he's got all sort of sorts of contacts around the world um and i guess there wouldn't be a dull moment with you know the sort of adventures he goes on so i I guess it would probably be ash um but actually i I did
2: would you ever be uh, be jealous of the fact that he was such a good trainer
1: do do you know there would be that but at the same time he's such a resource for you to learn from and and so i'd be quite happy learning from him and um yeah, I'd, 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 uh, just knowing that he goes on all these wonderful adventures and, and has all these um, different experiences, I'd love, to, I'd love to be a part of that.
2: Um, that's a good answer.
1: But I, I, I did want to ask as well, you know, because mine was such a vanilla answer. If you had to choose a, a, a companion that you like the most from an anime series, who would that be? Apart from Brock.
2: Oh, but I was going to say apart from, because I, I do love Brock in the anime as well. Um, that's a hard one. <laughs> so, it's a, it's a, i'll tell you why it's a really hard one is because i think they've all got very different like personalities
0: mm-hmm. and
2: apart from brock who i think is like the almost like a bit of a father figure mm-hmm. um it's hard to pick like my, my ultimate favorite i mean i, I was actually a, a really big fan of may um and her journey through uh, pokemon advanced and how she kind of grows into this really confident, assertive trainer Mm -hmm. Um, so so maybe May, maybe that would be my answer See,
1: that was my exact answer, I mean going to Pokemon Advanced, you know we have this character in May who at first isn't too sure of what she wants to do, you know, she sees Ash with his Pokemon battles and that wasn't really her style and then she later on finds her true calling as a, a as a Pokemon coordinator and enters all these Pokemon contests and And I, I think in my eyes she didn't seem inferior to Ash because she's got her own thing and she was excelling in that and then she also comes back later on in the series in Pokemon Diamond with the Wallace Cup uh, to compete and we see that she's one of the top trainers in the world at that point so um, well Pokemon coordinators in the world at that point so I think definitely May's probably my favourite of the companions just because she's for me the the first sort of character that diverges a, a bit away from Ash is she's got her own sort of motivations and stuff like that so yeah Fair i guess enough. i guess that's it um, i think the next question you you had was what's our favorite pokemon spin-off game and uh, we both have the same answer so instead of me repeating myself i, I i'll guess i'll <laughs> just leave it to you to divulge why why it's the best spin-off game of all time
2: <laughs> so so actually our, our favorite spin-off game of, of all time is pokemon conquest yeah um Easy. because it was just so unexpected uh, so steeped in kind of this this battle lore and you know a whole a whole other world very very different to any, any other pokemon game combat was fun um the storyline was really good uh, and if you've never played uh Nobunga's Conquest po- uh, what's it I think the official name Nobunaga's, title is? <laughs> <laughs> Nobunagas. <laughs> oh, I always get it wrong ambition yeah. uh, pokemon conquest go, go try it out it's a hell of a lot of fun uh, on the DS, um, well worth a play.
1: And I guess the um, interesting so th- thing about Pokemon Conquest is that it's in the name, you know, you go to conquer kingdoms, you know, Pokemon and Conquer doesn't really add up for me in, in the sort of themes that Pokemon promotes, so it was, it was quite an interesting sort of, of of game to have, really, wasn't
2: it? Yeah, it sets a very different tone for, for Pokemon I mean, it, it definitely goes along the lines of them being used much more for battle and for game than for sport Yeah. Um, so it's a really interesting tone in that perspective but it, it's a good game the other, the other game that I always like to, to talk about that no one has seemingly played uh, is Poké Park Wii, particularly the sequel, Poké Park Wii 2, um, because I maintain that the combat in that game is the best combat of any Pokémon game I've ever played. That's a big claim. <laughs>
0: um,
2: and we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about it in a future podcast. I'm sure we'll go into why I think it's so great. Um, but I wish one day they would make a, a full-on game with combat like that. Which I feel like PokeN in a way kind of compares to, but PokeN is very very technical and very very uh, driven by timing and combat, whereas the the Poke Park Wii just felt very fluid and felt very free mm-hmm. um, and very almost very open in a way that PokeN really isn't because you're confined to a small arena and sometimes you know a two D or a, a one two D or a three D space. So mm-hmm. um, for me, Poke Park Wii is a is a standout as well
1: just before we move on from that i mean you gotta give a shout out to pokemon conquest's sort of uh soundtrack you know very obviously japanese influence but it's so good it's just so
2: good yeah um, you're actually one of the first people who uh shares like the real passion for the soundtracks of the games i always love that yeah i'll try and get a you know a, a cd or whatever is, is coming out of the soundtrack from the games but you're you're someone who's really really into that as well that that's always a cool uh it just cool yeah it
1: just when you think about it when you're when you're playing these games the sort of soundtrack adds something to the world you know it can convey a message sometimes and and so i've just finished playing final fantasy 7 remake but that game has a ridiculous amount of great soundtracks as well yeah, anyway, sure let's not is. let's not get a by that uh, i think the next one is actually one of my favorite questions you've asked because it really got me thinking but hit me
2: yeah, so, so question four. What's the coolest piece of Pokemon merchandise, unofficial or official, uh, that you own? So uh,
1: listen, I've got this Pokemon electronic pinball machine back from Gen One, and it's just wow. Yeah, it's just such a such a nostalgia piece for me, and and for that reason, you know, it's it's probably my my coolest piece of Pokemon merchandise because it was a great how, uh, great fun game. How big game. is it? Huh?
2: How big is it? Ah. Uh...
1: I'd like to say over thirty centimeters. Um, oh wow! It's quite yeah. thick. Um, but y- yeah, you're you're probably thinking of a big pinball table. No, I'm talking about like an electronic pinball sort of machine, rather than. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But the other thing, I is a copper answer, but I I love mugs and I've got a lot of Pokemon mugs and they're all very precious to me. So yeah, Pokemon mugs as well, I guess. Nice. <laughs> what about you? Very cool. Uh,
2: yeah, I had to think long and hard about this because I have got quite a few things. Um, but one of my favourite things that I got for—I want to say Christmas just gone—my mm-hmm. uh, partner Sophie got me um, a wooden plaque that says "Choose Your Starter," uh, and it has three cutouts of Bulbasaur, Squirtle, and Charmander. Oh, that is cool! Uh, and their keyrings, yeah. so you can hook them onto—you can like hook them into the plaque, uh, and it goes up on the wall, and then your keys are off there. So like every time I go out the door, you can like choose a new starter, which is really cool. I know it's a like little quirky thing.
1: Let me guess. Uh, but I did
2: think that was very, very cool.
1: Bulbasaur is missing. What what? what? Bulbasaur is missing.
2: No, Bulbasaur's fine, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> They're all there. They're all there.
1: That is that that is pretty good. And it's got appli- application as well, you know. It's not something you just leave to get dust, I guess.
2: Yeah, the the and the other cool thing that I really like, it came they came together is um it's a coaster that I think has been laser printed with the silhouettes from Pokemon Stadium of all 151 original Pokemon.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it, it's super. Like the coast is really small. It's, it's about the radius of a mug. Um, but there's just really fine detail on the, the Pokemon. And I like being like, oh, can I find this one? Can I find that one? And that's, that's good fun as well.
1: Mm. And the last question.
2: The last question. If you had to become the gym leader of a city or a town from the Pokemon games, uh, but you couldn't change the type of a gym, and you could only use Pokemon from that region, which gym would you want to take over
1: see now this 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 was such a good question such a good question and for me it was easy because it ties into my favorite game of all time (laughs) silver slash soul silver right uh it's Ecritique c uh simply because you know the sea itself has got very cool japanese architecture you've got the bell tower there um in the remakes you know the soundtrack of Ecritique city is just it just hits so nicely you know so calm so peaceful um you've got the Koto in the background as well um in terms of places of interest you know obviously we, we've already talked about the bell tower but you've got the ecruteak uh, dance theater we've got the kimono girls and the, the the evolutions they have and you have to battle them in the game but i won't talk about that because that gives me severe ptsd uh, <laughs> But yeah, and then so that default, uh, make me uh, Morty as a gym leader. And you said only from that region, but you know he uses Ghastly, Haunter, and and G- Gengar. So you know, it would, yeah, it would I
2: mean Gastly, native to the Johto region, so that's fine. Yeah, you can do
1: that. and and I guess if you really want, and and Morty as a gym leader anyway, I think he was really cool. He just looks really cool. His design's really cool. Um, and if you look at this promotional artwork by Midori Harada, um, if you just Google it. Uh, for Heart Gold and Soul Silver, you'll see Ecritique City uh, in the fall, and oh my god, it's just so beautiful. So yeah, it would, it would definitely have to be Ecritique City for me. Uh, how about you?
2: Uh, good answer. Uh, I think for me, like, again, I had to think a long time about this. Uh, I really like uh, Blaine's Gym from from Cinnabar Island. Ooh. Um, and a couple of reasons for that. One, I love the riddles. I mm-hmm. would love to make really crazy riddles for all the trainers who are coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, although I would I would kick out all the bandits because I don't know why he's giving his stuff by bandits. Um, but hey, also, the, he, they the need a Tale place Pokemon. to
1: call home as well, you know. So come on.
2: Yes, true, true. Um, but the fire type Pokemon from Gen One. I mean, you've got Charizard, Ninetales, Tails, Arcanine, Rapidash. There's some really good Pokemon to choose from. So uh, I think if I had to pick, that's probably where I would set up shop.
1: You wouldn't be worried about volcanoes and stuff.
2: I'd be terrified. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, it's a bit hard anyway, to get in their, like you, Pokemon. you
1: say say to your parents come over and they're like, How the hell are we gonna cross these bloody whirlpools
2: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah, it would be a bit of a pain. But that's a that's that's a good one. I mean Magmar as well, obviously the famous one. Being yeah. there. Yeah, it's cool. That's cool. Um before I move on, I should probably say this podcast is gonna be a weekly affair, uh, for the most part. I think when the DLC comes out there might be a bit of a delay because I wanna get through the DLC and then maybe have a have a long spoiler cast as soon as we finish it. Um but yeah, it's going to be a weekly affair, uh, these are all going up onto YouTube over at uh, the Pokemon Ramble pod, uh, so just, just search for it, uh, it should be up tomorrow. Uh, there's an RSS feed we've set up, so uh, once the first episode goes up, I'm going to try convert that, uh, or add that to Spotify, and hopefully you can get it on Spotify as well. But yeah, for the most part, it's going to be a weekly affair uh recorded live on twitch every sunday um it's going to be on youtube for on demand and then hopefully spotify in the future um so yeah anything you want to you add before i move on
2: no no it's no. Uh, it's exciting i mean it's nice to to feel like we're going to be doing something every week again because it's a nice sort of checkpoint to say you know everything has happened in the week in, in the world of pokemon mm-hmm. catch up on all the latest news it's it's going to be good it's going to be good fun
1: so uh without further ado we're going to go to our, our first segment And that is on the Pokemon Journeys anime. Now, I think the first thing I want to hit on is breaking news from today. Uh, TV Tokyo have announced that the Pokemon anime is restarting uh, back from episode 23, which is the episode that was postponed due to uh, COVID-19. Now, uh, Tokyo had been uh, declared in a state of emergency, and now that has been lifted, uh, as of recently, along with other cities across Japan. So yeah, yeah, production's back for the pokémon anime the first episode will be uh releasing uh on june 7th um and this this also follows other animes who've who've ritually, literally just restarted as well so i'm quite excited to see um the the pokémon anime restart again uh back from 23 uh, it was getting to an interesting place but um i'll save that for the future when you catch up um the other thing with the pokémon yeah, journeys so- anime is that in the UK, we got um, the first four episodes early. Um, so, do you want to talk about your sort of initial impression? Uh, spoiler free, obviously. I don't want to give up, give away any of the plot details. But what did you sort of think? Think of the first four episodes.
2: Yeah, we'll definitely keep it uh, spoiler free. So, I mean, it's exciting. Season twenty three of Pokemon. Uh, Ash is obviously off on on a new adventure, um, and he you know is traveling with a with a new companion, mm-hmm. uh, having said goodbye to all his friends at the end of the the last season. Um, yeah, with, getting the first four episodes early was was really exciting, actually. It's nice to get to see uh, Pokemon before the US for a change, which uh, is always nice. And you
1: said it was on demand well, as well, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, it's available on demand in the UK. Uh, it's actually It actually went off uh, the on-demand service earlier today. Oh. Uh, so if you did manage to catch it um, on Pop, uh, Pop Now, I think the app is called, mm-hmm. uh, well done. Otherwise, uh, you will have to just catch up when it's available uh, later uh, in two weeks' time. It'll release for the US on Netflix. Uh, the first 12 episodes launch on the 12th of June. Uh, and I'm sure that they'll find their way onto various streaming sites soon after that. Will you find uh, your way on various on onto various streaming
1: sites after that? or Sorry? Will you find your way onto various streaming sites after that? Yeah, oh. I'm
2: going to have to because the UK <laughs> release schedule is so far behind uh, the US that yeah. I'm, I'm going to gonna have to find a way. Yeah. Um, and Japan, obviously, as you mentioned, are 23 episodes in already. Um, and nice that they're they're back from the hiatus that they took uh, because of the the coronavirus situation. So yeah, it's uh, going to all allow these sort of front.
1: schedules to continue without any sort of delay in the future, which is which is good.
2: Yeah. So the I mean, my my reaction again, keep it entirely squalor free. Um, the the first thing that really stood out for me is how much I missed this art style. And um, so it's it's very different to the the sun and moon art style. It, it takes you back to. Um, I don't want to say take you take you back to the sort of X Y art style because it is definitely a significant improvement on that.
1: It's a hybrid, um, I'd say.
2: Yeah, but it's got it's got uh, for me it's got an art style that I associate more with Pokemon, and and that's you know it feels much more comfortable watching it again. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I didn't quite like about the Sun and Moon series, and I know a lot of people shared the view, uh, is that the art style felt a bit too uh, almost like extreme anime for a Pokemon. Um, more it was
1: more it was more sort of for a younger audience sort of yokai watch sort of looking uh show sure, the art style was very um it was very dumbed down uh, no that's not the right word but it was it it was meant for a younger audience i think that art style um when you look at it so and even the voice actor for ash was saying that she didn't quite like how Ash is portrayed, and even she had to revoice her lines to make Ash sound a bit younger than he normally would be, due to the art style, so yeah, I prefer this one,
0: definitely.
2: Yeah, and, and the series in general just feels more grown up, I mean, I know I'm only four episodes in, but everything from, you know, Ash's personality, the tone of the series, is very much, uh, it feels more grown up than, than Sun and Moon was, and again, you know, there's there's probably reasons as to why that is, but um, I mean, I'm looking forward to see where they where they take the story because it does feel like a more um, grown up storyline than Sun and Moon, where Sun and Moon was particularly revolving around a school and it, it did set the tone for it being a bit more focused around, you know, more childlike experiences. This is very much more a uh, a grown up setting, and I'm I'm looking forward to it.
1: I guess the, the most obvious thing to to point out with these first four episodes is. Uh, with this new protagonist that we have, uh, you, you sort of have someone to compare with Ash. You know, with with this series, they've already announced that you know Go is meant to be a second protagonist, not some sort of traveling companion. He's supposed to be a protagonist on his own, like Ash is And I guess when you compare him to Ash, you know, these episodes do a really good job of showing you how mature Ash actually is and how he his his, his um, sort of journeys has uh, impacted on his athleticism, his knowledge, and stuff like that. And so I guess that's what we're really I really appreciate about these starting few episodes is they tell you no Ash is an experienced trainer and you know when you compare them to Go you can see that and I think that that's what I really appreciate about these first four episodes.
2: Yeah and there's lots of, I mean they do spend a lot of time you know developing both characters really well mm-hmm. um, but you know when it comes to uh, and again I'll keep, I'll keep things spoiler free but when it comes to the battles um, you know, it's Ash on the forefront, um, you know, not holding back because he is a you know, really experienced trainer, mm-hmm. um, especially compared to Go. And it's nice to see him take right from the get go of a series the, yeah. the sort of really assertive stance. Typically, when he's moving into a new region or he's, you know, in, into a new chapter, it's almost like they reset his memory because he he looks at Pokemon he's seen before and goes, well, who's that Pokemon? But, yeah. but this time it's he's confident. He knows what he's doing. And the thing I really liked about these first four episodes is just how much they emphasize Ash's love of Pokemon. It really shines through in a way that I don't think it has for for a long time. And there's these little special moments where you really appreciate just how connected Ash is to the world of Pokemon. And and for me, that's been really special over the first sort of four episodes. And I hope it's something that really continues because it's it's a very different side of Ash that you've seen, Mm -hmm. much more sort of... Not reflective, but certainly connected and and thoughtful, and not not so much the kind of, I just want to be the best and, and you know whatever stands in my way I'll I'll tear it down. It's it's a very mature Ash and I really like that.
1: Mm. I think when I first watched the anime episode one, you can't really judge uh, the anime on episode one. Episode two, I wasn't feeling it too much, but I think it was episode three and that whole sort of plot, which I'm not going to divulge. Episode three is definitely I think one of my favorite uh, episodes. uh of the series that made me think, okay, I'm ready to go through this series with, with Ash again. Um, so, yeah.
2: If, yeah, if, if you're struggling with the... Episode three, episode I mean, episode one and two, really are sort of there to sort of set the scene get things in place. And you're right, episode three just felt like if this is the direction of travel for the, the series, I'm totally on board with yeah, it. Yeah, I'm it so happy
1: to hear that because it, it yeah. just felt like you're in the world of Pokemon. You know, and this, is, this is the sort of experiences I want from this sort of a show.
2: Yeah, and, and another thing that actually it did really, really well, um, and particularly episode three, but also all four episodes, you know, in their own way, it really emphasised different aspects of Pokemon and, and went into more depth in Pokemon that you don't normally get from from episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it gives the Pokemon more emotion, it gives them more sense and more purpose it's just more depth to them and it tells stories about Pokemon in a way that's not just Ash encounters it he battles it, he catches it or he doesn't catch it or Team Rocket steal it it's actually, there's some purpose and story and motivation behind why they're encountering these Pokemon and what these Pokemon are doing and and that's really nice so Mm. I hope that continues long into the series, it's a really nice angle for the, the story to take and Certainly um again, keep it spoiler free. Certainly the angle that they've taken for Ash and Go's journey is a is a really nice one. So I think it plays really well into that style.
1: And, and just one more thing I wanted to ask. I know last time we spoke you were quite terrified of, of watching the new anime just because of how Sun and Sun and Moon ended. Um, I'm just wondering, has this this anime done anything to quell your fears that you might have had or?
2: Uh somewhat. It's definitely done done. Some things to calm my fears, and um, mm-hmm. again, I think it's hard to talk about what those were without getting into spoiler territory. So I won't, I won't go into any details. But well, you,
1: you can say what you thought at the end of Sun and Moon, what you thought was going to happen. Uh, oh no, you can't actually. <laughs> yeah, we'll save no, that for just, next week's spoiler cast. Yeah, I spoil, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll
2: talk about that next week when we do a, a Sun and Moon spoiler cast. Fine. Yeah, that um, makes sense. But yeah, I mean, I mean, to, to the best that it can, it certainly does. Um, but we'll talk about it at length next week, I'm sure.
1: Cool. Um. And so we, we've we already talked about Ash, and I guess Pikachu's one with Ash, really, so we don't really need to divulge about Pikachu, but what do you think of this new protagonist go,
2: from what yeah, you've seen? Yeah, I mean, I really, I, I, I like him. I think um, he comes across in the first few episodes, like all new companions do. I mean, he's very sort of, um, he has a, you know, they try to present him in certain in one certain way, and it isn't until later episodes, certainly three and four, that you start to see another side to him and i think that that second side to him is a much more likable one um particularly episode four actually you see the side of go that is um th- that starts to make sense as to how he's going to be a really good companion to ash and, well, and how their relationship protagonist is not companion protagonist yeah. sorry <laughs> well companion protagonist companion is uh, I, I think is an equal i, th- I think um,
1: with the anime there's a bit of a stigma with companion because they seem to be a sideshow rather than you know their own sort of thing
2: so like let's call him a partner then.
0: Yeah, partner. Uh, yeah, a let's call partner. partner. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: but no, I, I think you know I think that's really nice. And I did want to say actually, I mean the anime doesn't often do episodes to um, further develop Pikachu's personality or put the spotlight on Pikachu. It does that really well, um, and actually there are moments not just in, in the first episode, which again, spoiler free is is more centered around Pikachu.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you'll get that from the title, but actually all four episodes, you know, there's more personality to Pikachu, he's more involved, he's uh, more energetic, and, and that's nice to see, as are actually all the other Pokemon in the, in the series.
1: And just before we we move on to the next sort of segment, but I just wanted to ask you, what were your sort of hopes for this series uh, going forward?
2: Um, I think it's it's to see Ash become, you know, a, a more grown-up trainer. I think we've, we've, particularly with Sun and Moon, one of my big frustrations was it felt like Ash such a step forward at the end of X and Y, getting right up to uh, the battle with Alan and, and you know his Mega Charizard and coming so close, developing this bond with Ash for Ninja and Ninja and saving the world and all of those things. It just felt like Sun and Moon took such a big step backwards yeah. in the beginning where
0: mm-hmm. it
2: almost felt like none of that had even happened. Um, and actually, I feel like already Pokemon journeys is just stepping in the right direction where it's very clear that Ash is not, you know, he's not forgotten or... You know, that Sun and Moon and everything that's happened before it, you know, definitely happened and is part of his memory and part of his experience. And he's showing that off and that's really nice. So I hope that Ash just continues to to grow and develop as a character rather than them trying to reset him in some way just to to continue the series for the sake of longevity. Um, I hope that Ash does get some more evolution and some more growth because that's always really nice in a character you follow for a long time.
1: Cool. Uh, We'll move on to our next segment, shall we? So, it's time for the Podcast Home News, and uh, we'll be talking about Sword and Shield first. Uh, now, with Sword and Shield, uh, we've got the Isle of Armour coming up next month. Um, we know it's going to be late next month, but, you know, I was, I was sort of wondering, do you think we're going to get a direct of or some, or some sort before the sort of reveal, or are we just going to get a date and we're going to have to wait to, to play the game?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm wondering, because there's some really interesting... Uh, tidbits of news out there in the ether at the moment about yeah we've got to be uh, careful things, about leaks and things... dlc no 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 not not yeah. not leaks but um a really good example is uh the up we'll talk about the new tcg set in a bit but the new tcg set uh is apparently going to contain um a galarian slope uh slow card which oh damn be... we
1: haven't seen that yet
2: um, based based on the fact that the release date for that in Japan is the fifth of June, yeah, it could be the first time that the TCG gets a Pokemon before the games do, which is crazy to think about, yeah. uh, but a very real possibility. There may be a different way Nintendo are going to stagger it, yeah.
0: Um,
2: but but just in terms of you know, um, the you know the release and and what more information we're going to get. I mean, I'm assuming that they'll put out um, some more information on the website, but but maybe not a Nintendo Direct. I think it might be nice to just go in. Um, Almost a little more blind, uh, I think, as as the way a lot of us did with uh, Sword and Shield, where the overall story and things like that were a lot more of a mystery. So the
1: Pokemon, are a complete um, mystery, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that they don't actually, and I'm hoping they don't do another Nintendo Direct because it would be nice to go into the new DLC, you know, not having a lot of the stuff spoiled for us.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, I, I guess it's going to be different as well. To uh, different, difficult to have a director this time. Um, a lot of sort of companies. Have sort of stopped doing video presentations, uh, because of the off- obvious difficulties that we would have on them uh, during this sort of pandemic. So it'll be interesting to see whether or not we get something like that, or if we just get something like a tweet or something like that, uh, or like you said, the the website updates. Um, but yeah, we don't we don't have any specific date yet, even though it's only a month away. Um, no, but so, what yeah. was
2: really nice is to get the the notification on the switch to say that it is confirmed for a June 2020 release. I mean, we knew that, but they um,
1: never they never sort of doubled down on it, did they, since the Yeah, first, I mean, just, just
2: because of the virus, and you know, yeah. I know that I'm sure that their teams have been disrupted. Um, you know, it would have been probably understandable if it had been delayed. Mm-hmm. It's so great to hear that it's not, because I'm looking forward to jumping back into Pokemon again um, and, and getting my hands on the Isle of Armor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then I think moving away from the Isle of Armor, then if we may, I think uh, you wanted to talk about, you know, sort of the mystery gift and what's in the raids at the moment.
2: Yeah, I mean, lots actually lots and lots of things going on in uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield at the moment. So uh, we have our third um, promoted Max Raid in this series, so uh, G-Max Meowth is now available. So if you missed out on the promotions uh, earlier this year, because they did end in January, uh, this is your one and only shot uh, for the time being to get yourself a Gigantamax Meowth, which lots of people want to get their hands on because it is very, very good for uh, farming money. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is helpful if you want to buy vitamins to train your Pokemon. There are other ways to do it, and we'll talk about those, I'm sure, at some point uh, mm-hmm. down the line of podcasts. But uh, Meowth is a handy, handy uh, Pokemon to have in your box um, just as a, as a utility tool. So have, have you got, um, go got grab one. one. Good nature? It's not competitive, but sorry,
1: have you got one for Good Nature yet?
2: Uh, I do now. Yeah, I finally caught an adamant one, <laughs> nice. uh, which was a big relief. Um, just so that I can get a bit more damage out, but. Uh, I mean, most people will just level it up to hundred as quickly as they can, and then try and uh, use the the tournament at the end of the game to to farm money, um, because that's one of the quick ways to to farm money in the game. Again, I I try and keep relatively spoiler free for Sword and Shield, um, but yeah, jump into jump into the game and grab a, a G Max Meowth. It's the promoted raid until the second of June.
1: And how about that ponytail then? One of the weird yeah. Things, so
2: the the Pokemon company are doing. Uh, four giveaways uh, mm-hmm. to celebrate the launch of the new DLC. Uh, the second giveaway, which is a hidden ability Ponytar, so it comes with anticipation, uh, is available until the 3rd of June. Uh, so just jump onto your game, go to Mystery Gift in the, in the start menu, uh, and uh, get the gift via the internet. Uh, so nice and easy, no codes required, uh, and also there's a second round of gifts that come with the Ponytar uh, for a level ball, a ball, a friend ball, a love ball and a beast ball and those are five balls that you can't easily get within the game uh, you only get two of each one so to have an extra is for a lot of people quite exciting it's a
1: godsend uh, so
2: yeah so go go pick those up as well
1: and I guess the, the last sort of uh, um, PSA we should we should give is the fact yeah, that yeah um... we
2: had uh, we had the May International Challenge uh, it was lots of good fun I hope those of you who competed did very well I won, I won um, my and one,
1: one and only game boom <laughs>
2: <laughs> was that enough to qualify for the world championships
1: um, I'll get back to you on
2: that. <laughs> uh, but the results are out for the, the main Slash Challenge. Uh, and because the results are out, you can also get your participation prize, uh, which is an Ultra Ball Guy t-shirt. So make sure you go into Mystery Gift, Battle Stadium Rewards, and pick up your participation prize as well. Excellent. Excellent.
0: So with
1: that, is there anything else you want to talk about, Sword and Shield, or are you, you happy to move on? No, no. That's
2: uh, all the news for this week
1: fantastic so next up we've got uh pokemon go uh, or the segment's name is what's pokemon going on i always have a little You're smile very proud on my face from yeah i always have a smile on my face uh when i say that but actually something really interesting the the uh well niantic had announced is that they're introducing a a new feature called reality bending ar now uh, the sort of example they showed was a a, a bubble saw next to a tree, and with this new reality bending um, reality bending AR, you can have the bubble saw hide behind the tree uh, instead of being in front of the tree usually. So it's a cool little feature. Uh, they haven't released it just yet, but they're they're going to be uh, bringing it soon enough. Uh, so look forward to that. Um... Yeah, I mean, it
2: feels like it feels like a really small detail, but actually being able to have a tree in real life uh and sort of having to peek around it to find the Bulbasaur it was, it was very surreal um, and a very impressive piece, uh, piece of technology so credit to, to Neantic they're doing something very very cool there
1: and I know you said something about Pokemon Go players contributing to a 3D 3D map of the world or yeah I
2: mean I'm, I'm assuming that part of this is uh why they've launched this new uh, AR feature but uh, they're talking about Pokemon Go players basically contributing to a 3D map of the world.
0: Oh, um, right.
2: I suppose by piecing together people's pictures and things like that, I have no idea uh, how it works. And when I started reading the article, I got very lost in the technicals. Um, but <laughs> As but you it's, would. it's a cool, cool idea that um, almost in the same way that Google Street View provides um, a 3D map of all the roads, uh, road networks in the world, uh, here's an opportunity for Niantic to tap into... Uh, another piece of technology that they own and uh, and i guess get that data it'll be really interesting to see how they desensitize it mm-hmm. um, because obviously if you're using uh, pokemon go in your bedroom obviously you wouldn't want the antique to see that and um, so i wonder whether it will be opt-in or how that will quite work but Uh, it's still it's a very interesting concept and it'll be interesting to see what they do with it
0: Mm.
1: talking of interesting things uh the pokemon uh company with Narantic obviously for the first time ever decided that you know there's this thing called community days where for a day or or three hours during that day you're gonna have a focus on one pokemon you go around catching them with boosted shiny rates um now for the first time ever they've decided to put a vote on twitter for you to decide you know what pokemon you want to have for that community day and it was between um for Pokemon, you had Squirtle, Weedle, Sanshrew, and Ghastly. And our boy Weedle won with 34% of the vote. Uh, Ghastly had
2: 32%.
1: You were talking about that, weren't you? Yeah, Squirtle had 20, 22%. And then uh, Sanshrew had 10% of the vote. But I really wanted Weedle. And here's my reason for I really wanting Weedle. One, the picture that they uploaded for Weedle was just... It, it looks so happy. I mean, how can you not vote for a Weedle that looks happy? You know? It was a happy Weedle, um but no we've already had squirtle before um ghastly we we've had i think two events already that showcased shiny gengars so i think you, you we've already got shiny gengars with uh legacy moves so there's not really much point of having that again um Santry's only got one evolution but wheel has two so I, I guess naturally i thought Weedle would be the best fit pokemon for it um and, and yeah, uh, that's happening uh, in June. They haven't announced a date just yet, but um, the runner-up Ghastly will be featuring in July. So uh, well done, everybody. And there was about 650,000 votes in total, so quite impressive. And I think it's a good way of um, picking community-day Pokemon, although, you know, we, we might see some, like, Russian interference in these campaigns. <laughs> I tried to make a political well, joke. We I mean, it didn't really it's, rub it's off, it's it's
2: it. nice <laughs> that, Yeah, it's nice, it's nice <laughs> that the community voted for a Pokemon that hasn't had... Uh, a shiny form, yeah, that's always nice. Yeah,
1: I would have been so pissed off if, if we got Ghastly. But hey. <laughs> um, moving on from the Community Day, uh, Zekrom is going to be coming to raids uh, following Reshiram. Uh, so you've got something to look forward to that. Um, in terms of events, you know, Niantic will be doing two events in Pokemon Go. There's a F- Solstice event, which they always do from June 19th uh, to June 24th, and there'll be a Bug Out event from June 26th to July 1st uh we haven't got too many details about that but you know stay tuned uh from tomorrow you'll be getting a uh trap inch as your uh, research breakthrough uh so if you're a huge fan of flygon hooray (laughs) i guess um and uh, i think lastly uh we'll be talking about um Spotlight hours, these are like hours during uh, every week on a on a Tuesday or Wednesday, so in this case June 9th, June 16th, and June 23rd, and June 30th. Uh, there'll be a Pokemon for an hour that's going to be featured. Uh, these Pokemon will be Patrat, Nummel, Claveri, and Cricketot. Um, so, again, look forward to that. Uh, that's really it for Pokemon Gone. If you've got anything to add,
2: Yeah, just two more pieces of news. Um, Stay at home has been extended to the 1st of July. Excellent. For those of you who are uh, having to play Pokemon Go from home during the lockdown, uh, good news there for you guys. We get to keep playing until um, the 1st of July at home. How's that been for you, by the way? Have you been playing from home?
1: My motivation sort of dipped with Pokemon Go just because I am at home. And i've got better things to do at home than stay on my mobile all day um but Nintendo have done good sort of um they've, they've incentivized the game a lot more for people where they've had these special throwback researches for kanto johto Sinnoh, uh Hoenn, um and they're sort of like these long quests that you have to complete and at the end of it you're incentivized with a pokemon like we've got a Cresselia with a grass knot or a Gibble, which mine ended up being shiny which i couldn't believe because that is a bloody rare pokemon in that game um, but they've been uh, incentivized people uh, to play the game but some of the decisions they've made in terms of the tasks still doesn't really sit right with me some of them are like walk with with your pokemon um to get a candy hatch an egg go do a raid and stuff like that and even though there's remote raid passes it kind of forces you to use them if you want to progress in the in the sort of um, the sort of uh, research, so it didn't sit too right with me. If if you know the provo- promoting stay at home, but giving you tasks to go out and do raids, or waste you know these really precious resources and remote raid passes where you can raid from your house. So yeah, um, it's been a mixed bag, but they've done a good job. I'm I'm just not interested in playing whilst I'm in I'm indoors, to be honest with you. So.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a tough situation where they're trying to encourage people to stay at home, but working with a game where primarily you need to walk around.
1: Yeah. I mean, they've done, they've so got, a, done a good plan. job, but in, in terms of my own motivation, it's just me. I'm not really that interested at the moment, so yeah. Fair
2: enough. Uh, but again uh, the, that... final, the final bit of news. Oh, go on, sorry. Oh, go I was going to say, the no, final no, no, bit of news. No, no,
1: no, I, I, I was going to move on. But... Uh,
2: it's uh, important Pokemon Go news. Mm-hmm. Um, is that Gen 8 Pokemon, uh, Galarian Forms, are due to join the game from the 3rd of June. Oh
1: yeah, the assets had, um, had been sort of pushed into the game, so I will be definitely yeah, sorry, collecting them because the Galarian Forms dish. are great.
2: Yeah, a Stunfisk uh, from, I think, Raids, uh, and then Meowth, Zigzagoon, and darumaka from your eggs. Oh, you.
1: no, I hate it when they put it in eggs, but darumaka is going to be the one to get, I guess, because of the high attack stat. Um, yeah, I'm sure. The I'm best sure. ice type in the game at the moment is Mamoswine, so I, c- I can see sort of glaring Darmanitan, maybe taking over if he gets the right moveset, so um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, but with that, uh, if that's all, we're going to move on to the next segment. Absolutely. So you want to be a Pokemon Masters, that's sort of a reference to the old song and Pokemon Masters, but yeah, this is a a game that's kept me motivated, Um, and and actually with Pokemon Masters we currently have a new event with Dawn, Dawn's in the game, and uh, she's going to be doing a contest in the game, so uh, she's got a story event about her doing contests, Uh, so uh, look forward to that. You can also scout for her and Turtwig um, separately, Um, and Turtwig's pretty okay, it's not all that but um I think that's what I'm really gonna talk about Turtle. It's not it's not really a stellar Pokemon but Dawn's a great Pokemon trainer so if you if you really want Dawn start scouting for that. Um I advise anyone to skip for twenty seconds from now because uh three, two, one. Grimsley and Sharpedo are gonna be in the game as a Signa suit uh a pair, which is gonna be really cool. So this is like a soup top pair. and we actually have Berg and Livani from uh Gen four of Gen 4, general 4 Five, uh coming into the game. So um they they've been leaked via the day in mind, so um yeah, I look forward to that. But that's it for Pokemon Masters. I mean they've they've been doing a good job uh, with you know events and um and sort of keeping you involved with story events and legendary yeah, events. Yeah, I mean, that,
2: that um, game is absolutely fantastic.
1: Yeah, and we're getting a, a big update in, in June, so we, we've got something to look forward to where there's going to be a big legendary arena with Vente, um, so we, we've got a lot to look forward to with that game. Um, But we're going to move on to the next segment really quickly. Where the optile is Pokemon Sleep? Tell me, where is it?
2: I had, I had a word with the developers. Okay. Yeah, I, I've got news from the developers. Unfortunately, they're all Snorlaxes, so they were asleep, um, and it was it was tough. I, I didn't get anything out of them other than. All
1: right, I'm, I'm just going to put the next segment in. That's just... <laughs> There's no news on Pokemon. TV. So Pokemon TCG. What's what a TCG? It's easy as one, two, three. That's the segment. What's going on with the TCG? Talk to me.
2: <laughs> you worked really hard on these names, didn't you? Yeah there's some really good news in uh, Pokemon TCG. Mm-hmm. Um, so the new expansion has been announced, Darkness Ablaze, yep. uh, centering around uh, VMAX Charizard,
0: mm-hmm.
2: VMAX Grim Snarl, and VMAX mm-hmm. uh, which is really exciting. Lots of cool cards uh, being announced. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, one of the really cool things is they've alluded to having uh, new Pokemon from the Isle of Armor uh, DLC, mm-hmm. which at the moment we can only assume includes uh, Urshifu and Kubfu, but we do think that it will include a Galarian Slowbro. Uh, there have been some sources saying that that will be the case. Be so cool. this might be a case where the TCG has a, a Pokemon card for a Pokemon that hasn't yet made it to the game, which would be uh, unprecedented, but very, very cool. Uh, Japanese releases on the 5th of June, uh, European release on the 14th of August. Uh, an American release on the 14th of August. So
1: I think it's important um, to add that this Darkness of Blaze expansion is actually going to be made of, up of two Japanese sets, which is the one that you've alluded to releasing on uh, June 5th. Oh, was it June 5th? June 5th. June 5th, and then also Explosive Walker, which has already been released in Japan. So uh, that's pretty cool. We're going to get a big set.
2: Yeah. Um, but, but two other cards worth mentioning. Uh, there will be a new V card, which is very exciting. Um, but also, and the one that I really wanted to... When with, you say there's a new
1: set, V card, what do you mean by that?
2: So, um, in the previous generations, in Generation 5, we had EX cards that were very, very powerful cards. Oh, uh, in okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Generation 6, we had uh, GX cards. Mm-hmm. And then Generation 7, we had Tag Team cards. So, mm-hmm. really, really powerful cards. Uh, in Generation 8, we now have V and Vmax cards, mm-hmm. where a Vmax card is almost like the Dynamax form of a V card. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you might have a Charizard V that evolves into. Charizard VMAX, so the VMAX card, you get three prize cards for knocking it out uh, because it has over, typically over 300 HP. Uh, it was not really like the good... base
1: HP before Dynamax, anyway. <laughs> yeah,
2: crazy crazy amounts of um of HP, crazy amounts of, of damage, obviously great ability, so lots of points for knocking them out, but uh, the, the, the sets are really focused around these VMAX cards. Okay, cool. So we're getting a new V, no news on a, a new VMAX, but the bit that was really interesting that I wanted to talk about uh, is that they're bringing an Eternatus V card, which makes sense. Eternatus so, is, is a Eternamax, Eternatus. That's the point. They're bringing an Eternatus V max card, which implies that Eternatus can Dynamax. Now, in the current games in Sword and Shield, Eternatus is banned from Dynamaxing. It has a move specifically to take down Dynamax Pokemon. Um, but the TCG, whether they've just gone a different way with it or... Um, no, this is a I saw the card earlier. Be...
1: It, they've they've basically just... put it's a turn Turnimax um, form that we see. Um, in, yeah, in so it's really so, interesting.
2: Yeah. You can fight the Turnimax uh, Gmax form in the game. Di- Turnimax.
0: Um, Turnimax, sure. It's <laughs> a bugbear. <laughs> That's fine You can correct me every time. It's a it's um, a bugbear. <laughs> I keep
2: saying it wrong, and you can correct me. Um, but you can fight it in the game in Sword and Shield. Um, but then you can't. Uh, ever use it once you've caught it. So, no. this might be a, an illusion that we're going to get um, the opportunity from the Isle of Armor to do that, which would be pretty exciting Oh my
1: god. Have you seen its stats?
2: Oh, yeah. It's insane.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh my god. Can you imagine?
2: Yeah. And the cards, um, the card has an ability that allows you to have eight benched Pokemon if they're all Dark type. And its attack does uh, damage based on the number of Dark type Pokemon you have in play. So in theory, you can increase your damage output to, I think it's uh, eight bench Pokemon plus your active Pokemon, all dark type, times, I think it's 30, gives you 270 damage.
1: That's really interesting because isn't it a dragon poison type? So,
2: Yeah, really interesting that they've made it a dark type. And interestingly, I haven't seen any dragon Pokemon from that set. Salamance is also a, a normal type Pokemon and not dragon. Mm. So I don't know whether they've just dropped dragon Pokemon for the short term. Uh, or what but or uh, maybe just to match the dark... energy
1: of that set I guess.
2: Yeah, potentially. But yeah, it's it's strange to see a, a dark architectus, but but again, these may all be secrets that we're we're due to find out in the Isle of Armour.
1: Cool. Well podcast form has got a news roundup so let's let's move to that segment now. What did Podcast Form tell you about?
2: So podcast form told me the most exciting news in a while. Okay. Uh, Game Freak are on a recruitment drive. Damn. Um, So if you want to go work for Pokemon, and it is definitely a Pokemon game they're recruiting for, uh, Creative Village have got adverts up at the moment. Unfortunately, you do have to be able to speak Japanese. You do have to live in Japan. Um, But Creative Village are recruiting for for, uh, lots of roles, uh, but particularly in the developer and designer space. So... It looks like Nintendo are working on development for either a new DLC or perhaps a new Pokemon IP, um, but certainly new uh, digital gaming content. Now, uh, lots of developers, lots of gamers, lots of testers.
1: I'm here to ruin your dreams. What
2: if? Here we go. What if
1: they're recruiting people for another IP entirely, like Little Town Hero, which they worked on.
2: The only the only reason why I know it's not for a new IP. Uh, is that one in the job description? It, it asks you explicitly to have a love for the Pokemon franchise, uh, a knowledge about the Pokemon games, oh, an interest in Pokemon. Doggy dog! Uh, and the entire Creative Village website is themed on Pokemon. It's definitely listed as roles for a Pokemon IP.
1: And before Game Freak makes the Digimon game. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no i did i did the moment i saw that advert i did go and do my homework i yeah. did go on to the creative village site google translated it for me and um, i did check some of the job specs and they are all for pokemon ip so yeah. very very exciting
1: so that's that's amazing news and because that's maybe a bit more excited because now now i think we might be getting used to spin off game because i i already think they're working on the next pokemon game uh, at this moment we've as I theorized we've already got someone separate for the DLC so it could be either like a, a new DLC away from the crown hunter and stuff like that or it could be a, a new spin-off game because I think at the moment they're, they're chock full of people working on the next Pokemon game so Ooh, we'll see we'll see but we're getting on in time uh, so let, let's go to the next segment now you, you're gonna have to tell me the name of the segment because I have no idea
2: so, <laughs> the name of this segment is the unknown fact of the week. As in, like, uh, where the I Pokemon pull unknown. out. Yeah, like, like unknown the Pokemon. Cool. <laughs> I love what you've done over uh, the video. That's fantastic. Um, so, this is, is really some random piece of trivia that I have uh, dug up from the archives um, uh, to, to share with you guys. Because every time I learn something new about Pokemon, it's always the most bizarre thing I could have thought of. Uh, And this week, I wanted to talk about how the anime was originally supposed to end. So back in uh, 2010, Hmm. uh, one of the lead writers, Takeshi Shudo, uh, passed away. um, And his blog that had musings on his thoughts around the anime and how he wanted it to to pan out um, came to light. Uh, I don't know quite when they came to light, whether it was near the time of his death or or more recently. Um, But one of the really interesting things that people are talking about at the moment is... How Shudo had originally wanted the uh, Pokemon series to end. What was the timeline around this? Uh, so this would have taken place uh, in the fourth movie, mm-hmm. um, or as Ash was coming to the end of his Johto saga. So at the end of the Golden Silver arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the planet. Do you want to have a guess before I I uh, tell you what it was?
1: Uh, he retires like Thanos on a planet and just stops there.
2: Okay, so you're not you're not a million miles away from the, from one of his two plans. So his first plan was that <laughs> uh, Ash would become an old man and that he would look back on his past and he'd be reminiscing about all the lovely adventures he had and the friendships that he made, um, and how as an adult he never got to experience that level of you know depth and connection that he did when he was traveling as a kid with Pokemon. Mm-hmm. The other idea for how he wanted the Pokemon series to end, uh, which would have been the context for the fourth movie, uh, is that. Pokemon would have revolted against humanity oh my having realised that they had been enslaved. Oh my God. Pikachu, would have le- Pikachu would have led the revolt uh, and would have turned on Ash um, and Team Rocket because Meowth can speak to Pokemon and humans would have been drafted in as the mediator to try and settle the war. He m- messed it up and it left a cataclysmic effect on the Pokemon world and a rift between Pokemons and humans.
0: Holy
1: God.
2: Yeah, that was the original... Uh, I, had to, I had to try my level best
1: and not swearing there, because, oh my God, <laughs> that is something. Yeah,
2: it's crazy. It's crazy.
1: Oh my God. Can he, um, dude, we, we've heard about Pokemon Wars and stuff like that, but really? <laughs> like, Someone yeah, actually but, I mean, thought that Shudo, was a good idea.
2: So Shudo never thought that the Pokemon series was going to run much longer than the the time frame that it had. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the idea that it was going to run for even 10 years was, uh, I think, enough to make one of the other writers faint. <laughs> Um, there's lots of stories coming out about that yeah uh, he was hospitalized when he heard that story um, i'm sure that's exaggerated but apparently he was <laughs> the hospital. Laugh, but... <laughs> um but so Shudo had this plan about how he was going to end the series and the way he was going to do that was with this war
1: <sighs> i'm i'm just moving on i can't take any more of this really that's your
2: unknown on. unknown fact of the week that,
1: da- 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 da. unknown okay um so uh, we're going to move on to the very last segment which is not actually a, a segment it's just any other business really do you, do you have any other business to go about
2: no it's, no it's just wonderful to be to be back podcasting I'm loving the reboot I'm super excited um, and we've actually done really well for time as well yeah I'm going um, to, I'm to
1: gonna try to cut
0: to it honestly. for 45
1: minutes to an hour per episode uh, just to respect other people's time and your time obviously uh, but if, if if there is a lot to talk about then i i guess we're gonna to have to find a, a time in a day and sit down and just just blurt it all out like the first ever podcast we did <laughs> which was like two hours long
2: i'm sure that the isle of armor dlc will be uh very much oh god lines. i can't wait i can't
1: wait i i guess so for the next week what's 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 on the docket for next week what's the big main feature
2: yeah, for next so week next week our big feature is uh a spoiler cast and mm-hmm. um, so we will we'll be talking spoilers Um, and reviewing the sun and moon anime series that's now come to an end in all regions Mm -hmm. uh finished up in the uk only a couple of uh, weeks ago Mm -hmm. it's now available on pokemon tv if you want to go and watch the whole thing before next week you can do Uh, every episode is now available so you should probably go do that before they take it off yeah Um, but yeah we'll be doing a full spoiler cast on the sun and moon anime series sharing our thoughts and feelings about how it ended Uh, what happened, uh, and everything from art styles to music and everything in between. So Mm -hmm. um, look forward to that next week.
1: I I will quickly add that, you know, I I grew accustomed to the art style. I I had a certain appreciation for what it did for the animation, but, you know, it's not in my top 10, that's for sure.
2: All for next week. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Um, If you want to send any uh, feedback or questions, you can send that to us at pokeyrumblepod at gmail.com. As I said, we will be putting this up on YouTube and it should be there by tomorrow. So just search for the Poke Ramble podcast on YouTube. Um and yeah, hopefully Spotify by next week. Um so watch this space. But until then, I've been Kamel.
2: I've been the Frontier Brain Hammer. And
1: uh yeah, we're out. Take care, people.